Thanks, Emma. In my dream world, all these boxes would explode with fireworks and confetti during worship. Wouldn't that be awesome? Interesting. All right, Lord, I pray you would help me and... He would just walk amongst us. He would teach us. In Yeshua's name, amen. When God fulfills his covenant in ways we don't expect, we should trust him. When God fulfills his covenant in the timing we don't suspect, we should trust him. When God fulfills his covenant through the people we don't expect, we should trust him. Do not put your trust in your expectations. Put your trust in God alone. God is sovereign. God is covenantally faithful. And we can trust him. Even if we don't understand exactly what he's doing or how he's working, we can trust him. In this Parsha, I think none of this Parsha probably happened in the way, the timing, or through the people that everyone in the Parsha expected. Here's some highlights. God makes a covenant with Abraham. He says the covenant's going to go to Isaac. Isaac gets married to Rebekah. Rebekah is barren. How is the covenant going to come through her line if she's barren? So Isaac prays. And even though in the very next verse, it says that Rebecca was pregnant with twins, if you do the math, it's 20 years. Sarah waited 25 years to have Isaac. Rebecca waits 20 years to have the twins. That probably wasn't the timing they were expecting. The boys are wrestling in her womb, so she asks the Lord what's going on, and he says, two nations are in your womb. And then he eventually says, the older will serve the younger. What a cultural shift. The older is always the one getting served, not the younger. Older will serve the younger? Probably not the way they were expecting. The tension in the boy's relationship and the family is played out in the rest of the Parsha. Esau despises his birthright. The birthright is the thing that says the older son gets a double portion. So between Jacob and Esau, instead of splitting Isaac's um, everything in half, they would have split it into thirds, and Esau, because he's a firstborn, would have gotten two-thirds, and Jacob would have gotten one-third. Well, Esau despises his birthright. And Jacob asks a tricky question. You want to sell your birthright for some food? Esau said yes, Jacob got the birthright. Now Jacob will be getting the double portion and in a sense considered the firstborn. This is probably not the person they were expecting. Adonai confirms the covenant with Abraham to Isaac. Adonai blesses Isaac's life, but not without trials and testing of various kind. Jacob and Rebekah work together to trick Isaac into giving Jacob the father's blessing that Isaac was actually intending for his firstborn Esau, the older will serve the younger. God is working outside of their box. 
Jacob is sent to Rebekah's family to find a wife. Before he leaves, Isaac prays that Adonai would give Isaac, would give Jacob the blessing of Abraham, which in the next Parsha, Adonai confirms to Jacob. So the covenant of God will go from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob. None of this Parsha happened in the way they expected. It didn't happen in the timing they expected, and it didn't happen through the people they expected because God was working outside their boxes to bring about his purposes, his covenant. Sometimes God works outside our boxes. Now, if you're anything like me, I have a Sharpie inside my heart. It's just a normal black Sharpie, and I'm very quick to make a box draw my desire, and this is how the Lord will probably fulfill it. And after so many times of the Lord taking the Sharpie, asking for my Sharpie, he's like, forget it, you're not giving me the Sharpie, I'll just get my own Sharpie. He starts drawing his own boxes, right? And he says, great desire. I'm going to fulfill it this way. He says, great desire. I'm going to fulfill it in this time. He says, great desire, I'm going to use these people. And so eventually, you get used to not writing in Sharpie, right? You start writing in pencil. I have this good desire. Lord, how do you want to fulfill this? What does this look like to you? You have open hands. You hold things loosely. You stay flexible. You follow the Lord. Because he's continuing to ask, Will you trust me? Will you trust me? So what do we do with our expectations? Do we just shove them down, ignore them, pretend we don't have them? No. Do we exalt them to the place of God where we submit our whole life to these things and we push and shove until they come about? No. You give your expectations to the Lord. You entrust your expectations to the Lord. You pour out your heart to him. You entrust your desires and your expectations to him. You trust him when he works outside your box. Because some of your expectations, great desire, wrong timing. Sometimes you think that desire, that expectation is going to get fulfilled way, way down the line, right? Like, surely that'll take forever. And then the Lord's like, uh-huh, this summer. You're like, what, this summer? Are you kidding me? Right? Or, Lord, I want to do this. And he's like, great, you're going to do it with these people. What? Those people? I'm serious. Okay. He's like, yeah, because there's more going on. I'm working my character. The Lord's working his character in our hearts. He wants us to be mature like Messiah. He wants us to gently show us our blind spots, show us places where we're doing well, show us things where, like, you you have this bad habit. You need to cut this off. He's doing bigger things than what we can see. Trusting God doesn't mean we will fully and completely understand him or his ways. But don't let trusting God be contingent on your understanding all his ways. Do not let trusting God be contingent on your understanding all his ways. 
God is a good shepherd with good character. And if we are in a covenant with Yeshua, God is working to make us more mature in character like Yeshua. And perhaps the things the Lord is trying to teach you in this season, you're actually going to need in order to stand in the next season. Perhaps the things that he's trying to teach you in this season, if you learn, you won't just stand in the next season, you'll thrive. Because you took the time to follow and trust the Lord in the season you're in. God is faithful. God will fulfill his covenant. He will fulfill his purposes in our life. He is sovereign and we can trust him. So when God fulfills his purposes in ways we don't expect, trust him. When God fulfills his purposes in the timing we don't expect, trust him. When God fulfills his purposes through people we don't expect, trust him. Trust him. Trust him, trust him. Shabbat shalom.